Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, apply today at kellydparker.com forward slash coaching. Hey, 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 this is episode 36 of the Confident Speaker podcast. So excited that you took some time to hang out with me today. So here's the deal. As of this recording, we all know we're still in the middle of this pandemic. And a lot of the time, if we're speaking, it is still in a virtual capacity. So over the past few months, I have been asking people, different speakers, different people that I come in contact with, what are you doing to create virtual engagement during your presentations? And lucky for you, I have compiled a lot of the good ideas that I heard into a list, which I'm going to share with you today. So today we are going to get into 10 ideas for virtual engagement. So as I said, some of these are my favorites. Others are good ideas that I've heard from other folks, but I think that they're all relevant and are, are worth a shot. So let's get into it. What are some ways that we can engage virtual audiences? Number one. You can let other individuals come on the camera and speak. Let other people come on camera and speak. So there are a couple of different ways that you can do this. You can think about having some sort of co-host or co-presenter right along with you. So that breaks it up. So it's not just you speaking or when you have your Q&A or when you open the floor up for questions and comments, you can invite individuals to turn on their camera, unmute themselves and come on camera and speak and ask their question or comment. So that's a really cool way to get the audience involved and get them actually part of the presentation. So if you've never thought about that, that's definitely worth considering. That's number one. Number two, I believe that we've talked about this a little bit in a past episode. I know that we do have at least one episode. Look, look, if you haven't heard already, look within probably the, the first five episodes of the Confident Speaker podcast. And we do have an episode about virtual engagement. So these are going to be additional tips. And I believe we did mention the second tip there. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail here, but it's all about slides. So if you're doing a presentation and you're using slides, how do you create them to be able to increase or cause virtual engagement? Well, you want to have more slides with less words, more slides with less words. So instead of cramming all your words onto a few slides, you want to break them up over more slides, right? And then you want to be really choosy about what words you do choose. 
You want to think more about headlines and big ideas versus full sentences and words and words and words, right? So think about it. When you have more slides, that means you're going to have to change them more often. And so it becomes a little bit more interesting. You're not going to be parked on one slide for five minutes. When you have more, you're going to be moving them faster. It's going to feel a little bit more interesting and also a little bit more engaging. So if you're not going to have a whole bunch of words on the slides, what are you going to put on the slides, right? Well, make them as visual as you can, right? So that could be a color that you're using. It could be images. It could be video. Um, you want to find ways to make those slides more dynamic and less predictable, less static, right? So that's definitely another route that you can use to engage your virtual audience. Number three, what's the third way that you can engage a virtual audience? Child, take a break. Take a break. Have you ever been speaking and you get tired? Like you get tired of talking? You need a break? Well, the same thing can happen to your audience. And it's probably happened to you when you've been in the audience. You're like, whew, can I just have five minutes not to hear you talking to, <laughs> to regather myself, right? So that can be another strategy to engage your audience is to give them pockets of time to recharge, to grab a glass of water, to do what they need to do to be able to be locked in when they come back to the screen. And so it's a really nice way to be able to break up the content and give your audience that mental break so that when they come back, they're really ready to go. So especially for a longer presentation, if you're not taking breaks or building those in, definitely think about that. And I bet you nine times out of 10, your audience will thank you. Here's number four. And I bet you this is one that either you have used or you've seen used because it makes a lot of sense. Using the chat box or the chat feature, normally on a virtual you know, presenting or meeting platform, there's some sort of chat box. And so if you are not using that chat box, baby, get into the chat box, right? So that's really something that you can use from beginning to end. You can use it in the beginning. How are you guys doing? Uh, what's your favorite brand of coffee or the favorite, you know, your favorite drink or, you know, some sort of kind of warm up activity or what have you, you can use a chat for that. And then you can also use it in regard to, let's call it a learning check, right? So maybe you've gone over a piece of content and you kind of want to check for learning. You might ask a question about some of the content that you've just went over and give individuals a chance to answer you in that chat box. So that's super simple. Um, it's right there at their fingertips. And so that's a really good way to keep your audience locked in, right? I want to go back for a second because I just thought of something. So forgive me because I'm not uh, going to edit this out. We're just going to go with it. But I want to go back to the slides. Number two, point number two about slides. Another way that you can use your slides to engage is you can invite your audience back to the screen by asking them to look at something on the slide. Right. So you could be talking about that. Da, 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 and maybe you're showing a graph or something and you say, look at the bar graph on the left. So just by me saying, look at the graph, I'm inviting people to maybe stop scrolling on Instagram or Facebook to stop you know, shopping on Amazon or, or whatever you might be doing to stop doing other work. And just by that simple invitation, look on the left hand side of the screen 
I'm switching it up. I'm breaking up the monotony and I'm inviting them back to get engaged if perhaps they might be multitasking. So sometimes just in the the way that you are directing them and in your words, you can use that to engage folks um, into what you are talking about. All right. So let's review so that we know that we are going in order. Okay, number one is to let people come on camera and speak, whether that's co-host or co-presenter or actually one of your audience members. Number two is your slides. We want to shoot for more slides with less words and also utilizing those slides to invite people to look back to the screen if they're looking away. Number three is a good old break. Take a break. Number four is the chat box. And number five is this. Number five is polls. Polls. So polls are good if you pose a question to the group and there are a variety of different answers that they can give. So you can use a poll feature and look into, you know, whatever virtual meeting platform that you're using. If there are different ways that you can use polls. Um, And I'm going to mention another resource a little bit later on that will allow you to to use polls as well. But for now, what I want you to get is that polls are a really good way to engage your audience because it's as if they are being incorporated into the presentation. So it's their feedback is now being part of what's talked about. Right. So you can even embed your poll questions into your slides. And we were talking about learning check before. This is another way to do. A learning check right so it could be about something that you just talked about and so you pose the question like is the answer to you know how many stripes does a zebra have is it two is it 202 or 22 or you know whatever it is and so you can have people answer within that poll and then you have you know a visual of what your audience's feedback is which is another avenue to really get them engaged Hey, this is Kelly popping in with a special invitation. If you are a professional woman or an emerging business owner looking to level up your speaking skills, I want to invite you to apply for my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. Maybe you're already receiving invitations to speak and you're wondering what are you going to talk about and how are you going to deliver it in a powerful way? Or maybe you're a business owner and you're looking to leverage speaking to boost your business, but you need to know the nuts and bolts of how to deliver and create a memorable message. If that's you, I want you to head over to kellydparker.com forward slash coaching and apply for Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy today. All right, all right. We are on number six. What is a sixth way? to engage a virtual audience make it a game make a game out of it so games engage children they engage teens and they also engage adults so one resource that you can look into if you want to try this out is kahoot k-a-h-o-o-t.com and if you've never heard of it check it out and so it allows you to kind of make a game or kind of like an experience out of different questions that you pose to the group. So it's a really good way to make your presentation interactive and kind of break it up a little bit. So again, that's K-A-H-O-O-T dot com. And they should be sponsoring this episode. Shoot. But anyway, it's a cool feature. So <laughs> check it out. So number six is games. Number seven is a type of game. Virtual scavenger hunts. 
So think about having your participants search for something online. Maybe there's something related to the topic that they can go online and search for. Maybe it's a list of things and then, you know, who's ever able to, to do it wins, right? So it's a way to make it interactive. It's a way to get them engaged instead of you just doing all of the talking. So that kind of goes in the game category, but think of it a little bit different in terms of a scavenger hunt. Now let's move on to number eight, since we're going along this vein of games, what normally goes along with games? Prizes, prizes, right? So incentivizing people, letting them know that there's a chance that they could win something is always very attractive. So, of course, you don't have to play a game to incorporate a prize, but you can or you could just have some sort of of giveaway. Right. Or you could tell them in advance how they're going to be able to win. So it's a couple different ways to look at it. You could, you know, say in the beginning, I'm going to say three words today that start with P. Now, later on, I'm going to ask what those words are. And whoever can put it in the chat first is going to win a You could do that or you could do. You could connect it to something that you want them to do once the presentation is over. So perhaps you have some sort of exit survey that you want them to complete. You could incentivize them with a, you know, a gift card or whatever. You could also, if there's a way that you can contact them beforehand, it could be about whoever logs on first, you know, you could really make it your own. And it's a way to incorporate fun into, you know, sometimes our Our topics aren't necessarily, you know, if you're at work or something, it might not be something that people are like, whoa, I can't wait to talk about the finances for the third quarter, right? They might perhaps feel that way. But some of these things are ways that you can incorporate fun and a little bit of levity into that, right? So that's number eight, prizes. Number nine, you could think about creating an e-workbook to fill out during your presentation, Right. So some sort of learning tool that goes along with what you're talking about to get them writing, taking notes. And uh, the nice thing is if it's something that you send it out beforehand, it's almost like you're engaging them beforehand because they're able to kind of see what the content is. They're kind of thinking a little bit in advance about what this presentation might be about. So that's even extending kind of the life of the presentation even even longer, which is a good thing. All right. Okay. Now we are on number 10, the final tip. So I actually want to relate this back to what I was saying about the polls. But number 10 is word clouds. Now, this is the part about having a podcast is kind of sad because I wish that I could just show you a word cloud right now because I know you know exactly what I'm talking about if I were to show you, but I cannot show you. So I'm going to try to explain to you what a word cloud is. And I, I, I hope that I will be successful. But a word cloud would be if everyone was asked a question and uh, the answer would probably be some sort of one word answer. And a word cloud is all of the answers put into a visual, right? And so the words are different sizes and they're going in different directions. So it's almost like a word art. It looks like a work of art with the words, right? And the bigger words mean that more people answer with that response and it's kind of cool to look at. So it's a kind of poll, right? It's a visual representation of your audience's answer about something. And it works really well if, you know, it's a one word answer, right? So hopefully 
that helps you visualize a word cloud. If not, Google word cloud, and then we're going to be on the same page. <laughs> but either way it goes, a word cloud is a type of poll, type of output of a poll that you could use. And it's kind of a, an interesting uh, way to engage your virtual audience. So you can look into a tool called Slido, S-L-I-D-O. Slido, if you're listening, you can sponsor the podcast, okay? <laughs> but Slido.com, and this is another resource or tool that you can look into in regard to polls and word clouds and how to incorporate all of that, all right? Let's recap one more time for the people in the back. What are 10 ways that you can engage a virtual audience? Number one, let people come on camera with their questions or comments. Number two, aim for more slides with less words. Number three, take a break. Number four, use the chat box. Number five, incorporate a poll. Number six, include a game. Number seven, try a virtual scavenger hunt. Number eight, give away prizes. Number nine, provide an e-workbook. And number 10, create a word cloud. So you got a whole laundry list, a whole menu to choose from for your next presentation to incorporate a little bit of fun, a little bit of engagement. So here's the thing. You do not need to do all 10 of these. Okay. That's just not necessary. All right. Unless you are doing like, I don't know, some sort of a week long summit. All right. Maybe you could, you could squeeze in all of these. So don't feel the pressure to do that. But I would say, try to switch it up within your presentation. Be really intentional about every so often you, you're either going to ask a question, you're going to maybe do a poll if that's something that you want to try. You don't have to, but something. And it could be the same thing, right? It could be every so often you're going to invite your audience into the chat box. So by no means, do not get any more complicated than you feel comfortable doing, right? Because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that folks are trying to make these ideas like the main idea of presenting and they're not. Let's review. Like, let's, let's go all the way back. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might know what I'm getting ready to say. But whether we're virtual, whether we are in person, really the meat of being a strong presenter is number one, having good content. Good content is stuff that your audience thinks is relevant and important. And when they think about what's in it for me, you've answered that question. You got to have that. If you don't have that, I don't care how many polls, how many word clouds, how much kahoot, okay? It's not, it's, it's not going to land right, all right? So you want to make sure that your content is on point. And number two, you want to make sure that as a speaker, you are bringing some really good energy, right? You are engaged. You're smiling. You're having a good time, right? That's the meat. Once you got the meat, then let's think about incorporating some of these ways to, in, to engage and get your audience locked in. And once you got all these variables working together, you're going to have a really, really strong presentation on your hands. So I hope that these tips were helpful and I will catch you the next time. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.